Hi, I'm Patricia Grabarek. And I'm Katina Sawyer, and welcome to the Worker Being Podcast. Uh, today, we have Patricia reading an article um, on the topic of workplace retreats and their impact. Um, so I'm excited to hear more about that. Uh, but before we get going, uh, how's your day going? How's your life, Patricia? Pretty good. Um, I am really excited to talk about this topic because I found it super interesting. So I hope everyone else does as well. Um, but other than that, let's see. My week's just been really crazy. I feel like we've talked about this a lot already about how um, much writing I've been doing this past week and just a ton of work. So it's been a little nuts. I've been really trying hard to follow our own advice and take breaks and, you know, make sure I fit in some movement in my day and eating healthy and all those different things. But uh, there have definitely been moments where I've been kind of like in a writing hole where I fall down that rabbit hole and I stay there for too long. And then when I get back up, I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's been six hours. How did that happen? So yeah. I haven't been perfect by any stretch um, this week. I think that uh, it's kind of funny because our like busyness over the past couple of weeks has aligned and like just for everybody listening, like a lot of our messages have just been like, ah, like this week's crazy. Things are going crazy. And like, we've been trying to like encourage each other <laughs> to like get through, but, and we've been practicing good flexibility, like being able to reschedule stuff when we need to and push things around a little bit. And so I think we've been doing well with it, but I think, you know, we've both been scrambling a little bit. We also had our conference deadline, our annual conference for industrial organizational psychologists deadline was this week. And that always, create some extra work for everybody um, putting together all our conference submissions but we did submit one as worker being which is very exciting yeah that was very exciting yeah um it's kind of funny though that our busyness has aligned but so has like a lot of people in my life they're they're very busy right now I think it's maybe the conference is one piece because obviously we are friends with lots of um organizational psychologists that are going to the same conference as us but um, even outside of that, it just seems to be like that time of year or something is going on where everyone's a little bit crazy. Um, maybe kind of as summer's winding down and fall's starting, people are, I don't know, getting into busy work. Devacation. The They're like devacationizing or something. <laughs> maybe, maybe. And I also kind of think it has something to do with the holidays. I feel like September and October can sometimes be busy because. There's a lot going on. It's getting towards the end of the year. And then by the time November, December come around, no one wants to do anything anymore. Yeah. So yeah, that's it true. It might just be really busy because of that. Yeah. This is a time when people actually know that they're going to have energy to like do stuff. So they try to get stuff done. I feel like when I texted you yesterday, uh, we were supposed to like touch base by phone and I texted Patricia yesterday and I was just like, my life is in shambles, <laughs> please. <laughs> I can't. I like went to the gym, which was good. But the other girl who was in the class with me was just like way better at the class than I was. And it was only the two of us. So um, the instructor just made it super hard, like met her skill level and it was good. I mean, it kicked my butt and in hindsight it was good, but it was just like an hour of me being like, ow, everything's hurting me. <laughs> and then on the way home, I got stuck in a torrential downpour and it literally like my clothes were a completely different color than they were when I left. Like I was sopping water. Like I ha walked in and there was just like a puddle around me. And <laughs> right before I was about to call you, cause I was just going to be like, okay, I'll call it. And then I'll like 
you know, get a shower and be done with like this craziness, I found a leaf in my armpit and I was like, I need to get, I can't call you. <laughs> I was I like, take care of that. First. Yeah. I texted Patricia and I was like, I've got a leaf in my armpit. Um, so <laughs> can I please call you later? <laughs> yes. I'm glad you took care of the leaf situation yes. and the rain situation yes. and got all dry before we actually talked. <laughs> yes. She was very understanding, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just really funny. Cause like, I think, you know, it is true that when bad things happen, sometimes they just like all pour down. You're like, I can't take one more thing, but it's good to take some time to relax. So last night I did like, like take some time to actually just like chill, relax. I rescheduled a couple things in the evening that I was going to work on till later in the week because they weren't urgent and just kind of took a night to hang Mm -hmm. out. And then I felt much better in the morning. I actually did the same thing. I um, went out and met a friend for drinks and um, like a light dinner and that was really fun and it was really nice to get out um, and kind of do something that was not work related because I feel like most of my evenings the past couple days were kind of work heavy um, and that helped me for sure because then now today I felt a lot better when I woke up like you mentioned and I, I just kind of felt a little refreshed and we went to this really cute wine bar down the street for me actually Katina you had have been there with me before um, it's called bin 73 mm-hmm. and they have like a very nice heavy pour of wine so <laughs> um it definitely makes happy hour extra happy um <laughs> but it's like it was just one of those moments where i was like oh my gosh i haven't like really sat outside and done something like this in a couple of days so i really really needed it yay I'm glad I did it. yay for yay. friends yay for yep. having stress relievers woo woo yep um so speaking of stress relievers we're talking about retreats today um, mm-hmm. so could you tell us what the article is that you're going to be talking about today and maybe just like a few like high level things? Sure. So the article is written by Vasala and Tomivara. They're, um, researchers from Finland. So I probably butchered their names. Um, and it was published in 2015 in the personnel review. Um, And the article is called Slowing Work Down by Teleworking Periodically in Rural Settings. And basically, it's all about this, what they're calling retreat type telework, a.k.a. working from somewhere outside of the office, which is what telework is. And retreat type means that it's like not in your house or at a coffee shop or something like that, but a completely different setting. And their concept is really around allowing either employees or, you know, entrepreneurs taking some time to leave their typical work arrangement and go somewhere else and spend a week and do some work there. So it really focused on people leaving for a week to be in a more rural kind of natural environment and work from that area for a week. So obviously, as you can imagine, when you're in that type of setting, you are not only removed from your current situation, but you are moving some of your other life responsibilities. And in the evenings, you're almost like on vacation because you're not in your house, right? So you're not talking about retreats like where people are doing like trust falls and like there's like (laughs) obstacle courses and like planned activities. Mm -mm. This is a retreat where you're still getting work done during the day, but you're in a maybe a more relaxing or calming setting. 
Correct. Yep, that's exactly right. You're not going with your team to specifically like do team building stuff. Um, some people did go with other coworkers, but it wasn't meant to be like a bonding experience specifically for their team. And it wasn't like activities planned during the day. It's that their bonding really just happened because after work, they like went to dinner and stuff like that. It was more just getting out and being in a completely different setting. And a lot of people that did this retreat were also entrepreneurs. So they didn't have, um, any team members with them. It was just themselves going and working somewhere differently. Cool. Um, so yeah, it's like, it's basically just working remotely, but from a different situation than maybe you typically would. That's really cool. That's a really interesting idea. So I think, um, you know, a lot of times we generally tend to pick articles from the same like kind of top 10 journals and this one kind of goes a little bit off the beaten path. Um, but I think it's cool because the idea is something that I haven't really heard people talk about a lot. And I think it's something that, you know, is really like interesting and implementable um, in a way. And so I think that um, it's obviously really great to be able to think about and think through, you know, what are the implications of taking your work somewhere else, which with the way people work today is, um, you know, not impossible to do. So it's not even just about getting away from work. It can also just be about like getting away from your normal spot. Yeah. Katina, you're totally right. I think that um, people can get some sort of benefit from just changing their scenery, changing maybe the other responsibilities and taking a break from some parts of their life and not all of them um, with this type of retreat. And to your point, yeah, it's a little bit, this article is a little bit off the beaten path. It is a kind of a new concept. You know, it took place in Finland. So it's another thing to think about as we're talking through this. Um, the study really only had 49 people and it looked at those individuals over a, a long period of time. Like they, they asked them questions before they went on the retreat, during the retreat and after the retreat to see, you know, how they were feeling and, and looking at some of the different stressors um, that we'll talk about in a minute. And so this is a little bit different, as you mentioned, than what we normally talk about because it is relatively new. It's a relatively new concept. There's not a lot of work done on this. Um, I thought it was really cool and really interesting. So that's why I wanted to bring it up because it is something that you could easily do if you have a really flexible work environment or if you're an entrepreneur and you can, and you, you know, have the ability to choose where and when you work. So I think it's something that's, that you can implement and I don't think it's going to hurt you by any stretch. And there's some initial results to show that it can actually help. And I think that there's probably some interesting work that's going to come out around this in the future. Um, this article was published in 2015, so it's relatively new and it's already been cited um, quite a few times. So I think it's going to to have um, have more work done around. It. I think it might take off, which I hope it does, because I think it's a cool concept. Yeah. So I'm curious more about the environment that the people were in. So what were sort of some of the qualities or characteristics of the kind of places that they went? Or was it more like you decide what you think fits best for you in terms of where you would want to ideally work? So in this study, it was actually part of like a broader fin Finnish health study done by the government. Um, so they took people and there's like all these different things they were doing with them over a period of time. Like there was some health markers they were looking for. They were doing some, um, like medical 
tests with some of these individuals at different time periods before this part of the study. Um, and they basically gave them a place to go. So these people went for free to this um, facility. It was kind of like they called it like a retreat facility. But I'm guessing it sounds like almost like just a hotel that was in um, a very rural part of Finland. So it's like really in nature and on the water. Um, and that's really it. They There was food provided and there were restaurants around and stuff like that for in terms of those types of necessities but um everyone kind of went to the same place uh which was in rural finland so you know it doesn't really we don't really know if there's a specific type environment i'm assuming it would be what is relaxing to you you know the idea here was that the government in finland was thinking that there's so much time that people spend in urban settings they don't get enough time in nature and so um, I think that there was follow-up with some of the questions that were asked in this study there were other questions and things kind of seeing the impact of people being removed from an urban setting for a period of time on other health markers and I don't know what all those studies looked at but I think that was a big piece was getting people outside of an urban setting to a rural setting where there's just more nature and a little bit of a slower pace. Yeah, I think that makes sense because if you think about the mindfulness literature, which I know we've talked about mindfulness before, um, the mindfulness literature, some of the questions that they use to get at whether or not someone's very mindful have to do with, you know, do you pay attention in nature? Do you spend time in nature? Do you pay attention when you're walking someplace? Like there's a lot of content in mindfulness about the extent to which you're connected with nature. And I know a lot of, um, you know, even though it's not in the scientific literature, I know a lot of people who do retreats um, or run programs uh, that are mindfulness or meditation based that they'll do a lot of like rooting in the earth and things like that, um, trying to stand and like think about feeling the grass under your toes and things of that nature that help you to connect, mm -hmm. reconnect yourself as a person with like a broader picture of what's going on around you um, as a human being. And um, just that thought exercise um, and feeling more connected with nature seems in the moment to have an impact. And that might be some of what the government was thinking about too is like getting people out of the hustle and bustle and like really reconnecting with nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that was a big piece of it. And you know, a lot of what people were saying, so I'm going to kind of do a quick overview of what they found. Um, and they did actually have people write in comments about what they thought of this time away from their urban life and in this retreat setting and doing work. And one of the big things that people were talking about was a cha the change of environment and how it brought new perspective and they found it enriching. So I think that's going back to that nature piece is now they're in a different place. They're completely different setting and what they're seeing and feeling is going to be different because you're, you know, in the woods and there's water and it's very peaceful and quiet and there's no like cars driving around or any of that. So I think that that's just a very different environment and people seem to really find it enriching. The key findings that they had, though, were I thought were super, super interesting. So there were th three different groups of people that they um, kind of, they considered these people falling into different groups, right? So there was entrepreneurs was one, like, third of the population that went. There were some employees, like individual contributor level employees. And then there were also some supervisors that went. So they asked all of these people the same questions to see how has this week helped them. What they saw was that 
their feelings of pressure in terms of time, like did they feel a lot of time pressure, was lower when they were at the retreat. And it stayed lower for up to eight weeks for these people. They also had less negative feelings at work before, during the retreat and after the retreat. They experienced less mental exhaustion during the retreat and then when they came back. Um, mental exhaustion j- did come up a little bit closer to where it was before they left by the end of the eight weeks, but um, it was still a tiny bit lower, so it still had a long-term effect. They And they also indicated their experience of stress was lower during the retreat and again when they came back. So overall, like kind of in summary of those four different areas, like they just felt better. People just had higher well-being at the end of this retreat. Um, and even, you know, the weeks after, they, they felt more positively. They weren't as exhausted. They didn't feel as much stress. And they didn't feel extreme time pressure. So I thought that was super, super interesting. But the other thing that I found really fascinating was all of the different groups saw an impact on their stress, but entrepreneurs saw the biggest impact. The amount of stress that was reduced for them was way bigger than the other groups, and um, it lasted longer. So they were like really, really doing well when they came back. It's like entrepreneurs just kind of saw the best benefit of this retreat than anybody else. Do they have ideas about why that might be true? I mean, I can think about when we've talked about entrepreneurs before and like being entrepreneurial ourselves. I think a lot of times entrepreneurs don't have like a clock in, clock out, which a lot of jobs now because of how technology is, people are connected to their jobs outside. But it's kind of like if you're at the helm of growing something, if it succeeds or fails, it rests on you, like the whole thing rests on you. So sometimes just that stress can be a lot to weigh on you and it can maybe make you do more work activities um, outside of work or in an unhealthy fashion than you would if you didn't have that like ultimate pressure of like the success or failure of the whole venture. Um, So that would be my thought, but I don't know if they had thoughts in the article about why entrepreneurs experience the biggest benefit. So I think part of it was this removal from life responsibilities. Um, they didn't really know, honestly. They're, they didn't. That's why this is one of those initial studies. There's going to be need to be a lot more done to understand why that was the case. But I think one of their kind of theories, and and from the other entrepreneurial articles I've read recently, um, it sounds like when entrepreneurs are removed from their other life stressors, they tend to feel a little bit better because. They, as you mentioned, entrepreneurs really want to work on their projects. They want to work hard. They want to do, they spend a lot more time working on their passion projects than maybe somebody in um, a normal employment setting. So they, when something interrupts them, it causes more stress for them. If they have to like do all these other chores and things on top of that, but they still want to need to work more, they're going to have to work even more hours when you add in all the house work and home life work and stuff like that that you have to add in. So when they're removed from that, they can just focus in on what they want to do. Like they want to work on their passion project. They have a whole week where they don't have other responsibilities and they can take breaks when needed. They're not going to get interrupted and they're going to be able to focus in on the things they want to get done um, and actually just do them. So I think that was actually a big piece is the fact that they could just focus on what they wanted to focus on and they weren't interrupted by other things. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I also think, you know, it's a really interesting idea because one of the things that I think both with 
work, you know, for a company or within a company as well as entrepreneurial type work is like, we have talked about vacations before and that vacations can be helpful for disconnecting and that you should ease in and ease out of your vacation. But one of the reasons why it's important to be mindful about easing out is because people tend to feel relaxed on their vacation, but you can also keep thinking about like, what are the things that I still, I'm going to need to do when I get done? What am I missing, etc. So one thing I think that's interesting about this idea is that you can bring yourself to a setting that's relaxing but not remove the work component. So you're still feeling productive and still feeling like you're getting things done if it's time period where you really need to be doing that. And uh, crucial time period, you can't be away from the office, but it doesn't mean that you can't also make the the environment something that is more beneficial for your well-being. It actually reminds me a lot of our little worker being yeah. retreat that we had. Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably why this appealed to me so much yeah. because I was like, oh, well, we kind of did something similar. And of course, you know, we are joint entrepreneurs. There's both of us. We're not alone, but we were able to go somewhere and be together, which one was awesome. But two, we got to spend a lot of time working on it. And I think we got a ton done done when we were out in San Antonio. Um, we got, I mean, we basically did everything to launch the the website so we spent so much time getting everything done but we also had all this extra time to do fun things because we weren't at home we didn't have those other responsibilities we were able to just to kind of you know wander around have nice dinners take cute breaks and and kind of explore the town while also getting a ton done so I think even as as a dual joint entrepreneurial group like we are um there's, I think there's probably benefits to it. I, there, obviously, like we were already said so many times with the study, there's so much more to be done to understand it. And I would love to know like how different it is if you go with a person that you're working with versus go solo. Um, I'm sure that there's differences, but I left San Antonio feeling really energized and feeling rested, even though we didn't even sleep all that much. Um, but I felt really, really good. And I bet you know, if I can kind of put myself into those entrepreneurs' shoes, I bet it's the same thing. They got a lot done probably and had some time to breathe outside of working and then went home probably feeling super energized with what they'd done. Yeah. And I think it's also an interesting idea because, you know, if you're someone who works from home or has the option to work from home and you know somebody, um, even if it's not somebody that you work with, just a friend or something like that, or if you're just solo and you can have the flexibility to go for a few days to find a different location, like taking yourself sort of into a place that's more remote, um, a different change of scene, a different change of pace. Like that's an interesting idea that people don't often do, but I think that mm -hmm. it's very possible that people could do it if they, if they knew the benefit of it. Right. So, um, if I'm working remotely and you're working remotely and you and I are friends and we both decide we want to go to a lake house to do work for a week um, and our work doesn't care either way because we're both working remotely anyway. You're not on vacation. You're not using vacation days, but you're in a setting that might help to relax you. Yeah, you're in a setting that could help relax you. And in that example, you're also spending time with a friend that maybe you don't get to spend as much time with um, in the evenings. So I think there's obviously benefits from like a social support perspective. Um, if you do it with other people, uh, I just, I don't know. I feel like this idea is so good. And of course they made it, came up with it in Finland, like <laughs> go Finland. 
Um, and I really think that there's a lot to be done though. I think that there's so much research that we could do to find out how this is working. And I think in the meantime, people can start doing it. Cause I don't, like I've said before, I don't think there's a negative. There's no downside. If you're able to, if you are able to work from home or remotely, if you're able to, you know, spend the cost to maybe go somewhere else, or maybe, you know, somebody that has a house somewhere that you could just crash at or whatever. Um, I think people should try to do this because I think I can definitely see how this would help me. And I feel like it has in the past. Um, so I, I think it's, there's a lot of really interesting results that they found. And I think that it'll probably continue to expand as research grows. Yeah. And something I think that's really interesting that, you know, a lot of companies like, uh, larger companies that are really innovative that have like big campuses and on the campuses, the perks that they put on the campuses, like a gym or a dry cleaner or a restaurants and uh, like fitness facilities that have like tennis courts and swimming pools or whatever. And all of that's obviously really good. But I would be curious to see what would happen if one of those places put like a nature retreat center somewhere, like owned a property where that happened or had that on their mm-hmm. campus where you could just as an employee, like choose to remove yourself and put yourself in that environment, I would be really curious to see what would happen because I think a lot of the resources that people provide as companies are like very industrialized resources and not like connect with nature resources. And I would be curious to see what would happen if a company decided to really invest in creating like a very nature focused, peaceful environment for their employees to use. That would be really cool. Like, if let's say like one of those big companies has, um, you know, Silicon Valley is so close to so much nature. Like what if they had a house like in one of the forests just north of them, you know, and the employees can go up there and have a certain number of days that they can use at the space and they have to book it, whatever, but then they can just go up there and use it and work from there and have like a really awesome environment for a little bit to get away. Cause to the point of this article, you know, these people were getting away from their typical work environment. So yeah, it's great if you have a gym on campus. It's great if you have all that stuff, but you're not leaving your environment. You're staying there and you're staying there probably longer than you might if those perks didn't exist. So maybe it, that's not a good thing. And maybe the better thing to do is actually just to remove yourself from that environment every once in a while. And those same companies could give that kind of a benefit, which I think would be really cool. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really interesting because, um, you know, the the connection between nature and relaxation, I think, is really interesting because, you know, I'm a city person. I really like cities. I like going to new cities and exploring new cities. Um, But a few summers ago, I went by myself for a week long retreat in upstate New York and spent some time there. And it took me a while to get into the rhythm of like, you know, we did a lot of hiking and a lot of like uh, group sessions of um, just talking through different issues that people were dealing with and de-stressing um, different stress, like, uh, you know, coping techniques that they taught us in the classes that we took and things like that. And a lot of time just out in nature. And it took me a while to get used to it. But it was really funny because once I got about halfway through the week, all of a sudden I just felt like really like much more peaceful. Um, And while that wasn't a work retreat, it was a regular retreat. I will say the one thing that I think detracted from my experience of the retreat was actually that it took a whole like week 
out of my time period where like I was feeling really good and I was thinking like oh I'm in such a good headspace I should use this to be productive but there they Mm -hmm. didn't have like they purposely don't have wi-fi and stuff like that which I think there's a place for that kind of retreat but I felt while I was there like oh actually this would have been a really good time for me to like at the end of the day go back and do some writing or do some other stuff because it put me in a headspace that made me feel like I could be more productive than usual so it's interesting that connection where it took me a while to get into it but once I was in there I really did feel like I could see how the benefits would would happen for my productivity yeah I now I just want to dig into this research myself like let's do some studies yeah because I think that there's something to be done here I I wonder if other people are doing it actually it'd be kind of interesting to like look at some conference um what are they called programs yeah yeah <laughs> to, to to see if anybody else has been talking about this topic because I think you're totally right like if I was feeling really calm and be able to hike and do those kinds of things I feel like I would be way more productive especially when it comes to something like writing um when I got back into the house and now I'm feeling like I want to go and do this go take a week and work somewhere else uh I've been dying to go to Joshua Tree I like really want to go out to the desert like a total weirdo and I feel like this is going to be my excuse. I should go rent a house in the desert for a few days and work there. Yeah, you should do that. That would be awesome. And then you can like live cast how it's going for you each day or something and tell us how it's going. <laughs> we have um, uh, I was just looking for a place for us to go for our uh, two year anniversary for our wedding anniversary is coming up. And I was looking for some place for us to go. And honestly, like. If you can find a place that's just like you said, exactly how you described, like close to the water, um, you know, or in a desert. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like for me, like uh, like a place that's close to the water and just like kind of a little bit remote where you have enough access to resources that like it's not going to make your life really difficult to like go forage for food or something like that. Like you have enough access <laughs> to resources that you can actually focus on what you want to focus on, but you're in a setting that makes you feel calm. Like that's all you really need. So like we booked a place that's like an hour away from here on the Chesapeake. That's just a Airbnb house and there's nothing really around it. And there's like no real special anything about the town, but it's just like a house that's off the beaten path that's on the Chesapeake. And we were like, that's fine. That'll be fine for a weekend. That'll be fun. Um, so even mm-hmm. something like that, where you could just take some time to, um, relax in a different setting that way. Um, and if it's, there aren't a lot of requirements for like being in a resort and stuff, you can probably find places pretty cheap. That's true. And I do have water near me all the time. So my desert escape is like a weird, thing I guess when you live near the beach sometimes you don't want to be near the water That's yeah a lie. I always want to be near the water <laughs> but I do love the desert here I don't know Katina if you've ever been no to um like Palm Springs or anything Ugh, I'm like obsessed I love the desert it's so weird but I love it I've never love, been like, the cactuses and the succulents and like the weird dryness of the desert that I just love well I think you're gonna have to come out here and we're gonna have to do that and maybe yeah. we can do another worker being rich retreat in the desert. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cause it's fabulous. And now that summer's over, it's probably a better time or in the spring. Summer is not a good time. To yeah. Go the desert. desert and summer doesn't sound uh, like the most glorious thing. <laughs> um, well, I will do it in Palm Springs sometimes because Palm Springs, like all the, the hotels have these like gorgeous pools and then you just sit in the water all day. And that's also 
maybe weird, but also super relaxing for me. Oh, yeah. To go and just sit in the ridiculous heat, but then be able to dip into the water. So it's like 120 degrees, but then you've got this pool that's still like 80 degrees because or 85 degrees because the water is being heated by the sun but it feels really nice and I feel like it's such a relaxing day to do that but I know some people can't handle 120 degrees so <laughs> not for everybody <laughs> and and it is still even though you're in a desert there is some access to water because a pool is water it's just not natural water <laughs> true <laughs> very true so I'm not like sitting there with no water at all parched in the yeah, desert yeah you're not like <laughs> like riding around on like I don't even know what lives in the desert some kind of iguana I don't know isn't that what lives lizards, in the desert lizards sorry, yeah. yeah um yeah. well iguanas I think are more tropical but other lizards yeah <laughs> I don't know that much about lizards the only one I think I know is iguana so that's why I said it <laughs> <laughs> and komodo dragon but you don't want to ride on that no, probably not. No, that wouldn't be. You good. run from that. You don't ride on it. Well, I guess if you're riding on it and it doesn't want to eat you, that could be fun because it would be really fast. True. Anyway. True. Lizard riding. Well, I won't go riding animals. <laughs> Lizard riding in the desert <laughs> with worker being for our next retreat. <laughs> we'll post tons of pictures. Yeah. It'll be quite the experience. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fun. Oh, um, but yeah, so, okay, so this article is really cool. Um, is there anything else that you think like employees should know or managers should know that you find important from the takeaways from this article? I think we've kind of touched on all of them already because really what it comes down to is employees, managers, entrepreneurs, anybody can benefit from leaving their current work environment and going somewhere else and changing it up, um, even if they're working wherever they are. So I think for entrepreneurs, I think the takeaway is do it, do it, do it. Like this is something that really, really helped that group of people out the most. And if you're an entrepreneur and you haven't taken a lot of time for yourself, like maybe, you know, you know you need to work, but maybe you can do this type of retreat instead and you can leave your current environment and go somewhere and work somewhere else that's more close to nature um, and still feel productive and not like you're having to pause your your venture while you're um, taking a vacation. So that's one for entrepreneurs. Um, managers, I think that if you're able to be flexible with the work environment that your employees are in, in terms of teleworking um, or letting people work remotely or from home, if they're doing that, then I think you need to be um, able to let them be flexible as to where they're working if it's not at home, right? Like if they're able, if you, let's say, have a two days a week, you can work from home, maybe you can work with your team to say, all right, well, every once in a while, if you need to take a week and work, you know, in Joshua Tree, like with Patricia, <laughs> then you can let them do that, you know? Um, there's no reason why not. If they're able to work from home anyways, why would you care where they're actually working from? I mean, I know employees do that all the time um, when they have those kinds of work arrangements. So you should definitely be supportive about, you know, about that with your employees and you should encourage them to do that based on this study. So, you know, as a manager, you can even suggest that, hey, maybe you should think about taking a, a trip and working from there and changing your environment, going somewhere out in nature. And as a manager, you could model that behavior, do it yourself. 
um, which leads to what employees should do for themselves is if they have the flexibility, if they're able to work remotely, do it from a different location every once in a while, you know, once a year, you don't have to do that often, but I think it will really help um, your well-being if you're able to take that time to get back to a slower pace um, in nature, even when you're still working. And if you don't get the opportunity to work remotely at all, um, but your job is one that could allow you to, so you are, you know, someone that works at a computer at a desk, um, well, you should go to our website and pull our articles on the benefits of working remotely and try to get those policies changed because it is very beneficial for people to do it, even if it's only part-time. Yeah. And I think because the research in this area is so new, we don't really know if it takes a week for these benefits to kick in or two days or a day. So I think the cool part about Mm -hmm. this is even if you have something near your house that um, is really nice, a park setting or um, some kind of like, you know, public garden or something like that where you might be able to get Wi-Fi or use a hotspot or something like just try going for a day and seeing how it feels to you to work in a different space um, and report back to us. We'd love to hear um, how you're how you're doing with it. But um, there's a lot of possibility here for new learning. So um, I think, you know, try it and see how you feel. You know, that's a really good point what you just made, because even when I go to a brand new coffee shop that I haven't worked at before, I feel a totally different vibe. So the other day I went and I um, to this new coffee shop, which, by the way, has the cutest name. It's the Boy and the Bear. Oh, that's so cute. Uh, like the cutest hipster name that ever. Is. It sounds like a um, band. <laughs> it does. So I went there and it was also the cutest hipster coffee shop ever, too. Um, and it was just a totally different environment. You know, never been there before. It's not like in an area that I normally even walk around and I spent a few hours working there and I felt really productive and like kind of energized by it. And I hadn't really put those two things together to this study and what I experienced, but you're right. We don't know. Maybe it's even just changing your environment for one day will help you feel a little bit of these benefits. Obviously I think if you do it for a longer period of time, you're going to experience better benefits like reducing stress overall Um, but it might just be a nice little pick me up if you can get out for a few hours, even in one day. Yeah. Get a change of scene. I think that a change of scene, a little bit of a slower pace, connect with nature if you can. Like, um, we don't know because the research hasn't looked at it yet, but even in small doses, it could be beneficial. So yeah, get out there and try to get it done, I think. And, um, feedback your results to us. And don't ride lizards because we don't condone it, even though we just talked about it. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't. Leave those lizards alone. We do not condone. Be out in the desert. We do not condone the riding of lizards. (laughs) So anyway, thank you so much for reading this article. I'm really excited that we got to hear about it. And um, if anyone has any thoughts, please let us know. We'd love to hear if you've done this before and it's been helpful to you or if you uh, try something like this and you want to tell us whether or not it worked and uh, where you think it needs to be tweaked, you can be like a little case study. So that could be fun. Yeah, definitely. Please reach out. We'd love to hear about it. Um, You can find us on our website, which is workerbeing.com. You can email us at workerbeing at gmail.com. And you can also find us on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, at WorkerBing. So thanks so much for listening, and we hope you get a retreat soon. 
Worker Being Podcast is hosted by us, Patricia Grabar and Katina Sawyer, and produced by Allie Johnson. 